This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! First off, how dare you? Second off, uh, welcome everybody to today's episode. My name's Jedi Poet. I'm Billy. And our special guest today is Eric Schultz, artist, entrepreneur, football fan, beer enthusiast, childhood friend. All the above. Uh, I mean, you don't have all that stuff for me? You don't have anything? You can describe me. Billy, the guy who's late usually to these episodes. Boom roasted. Uh, yeah, the one who's usually makes us late, but today it was just you and your coughing. <coughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'll <clears throat> <laughs> well, probably not. I'm gonna have to delete this out just so we uh, don't lose any subscribers. <laughs> I don't want to lose one of those listeners. We have so few. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, quit insulting our viewers or listeners viewers whatever we have i hope we don't have viewers otherwise i'm gonna close these windows oh my god Uh i guess i have to put pants on i I won't go that far oh you're just because closing the windows doesn't need mean means you don't need to put pants on i get it so comics 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 Like Jerry Seinfeld and Dave Chappelle, or no? What? Why would we talk about no. comedians in cars getting coffee, or not it's in comics. cars getting coffee, just standing on stage or on television shows and movies? That's not what we're talking about. See, I, I prepared for that. Is is the problem? That I'm not surprised that you would prepare for the wrong thing. Uh, I got yeah. So I mean, if you guys want to hear, you know, who I think is the greatest comedian of all time and why, I've got like a whole thing written down for that. No, I put a lot of work in. So if you guys would let me, I'm game. That, <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> I like how I like how you were immediately called and then just like I fold. <laughs> what did you want me to? Twenty minutes in, be like, ah, I'm kidding. Thanks for listening to me about the history of Eddie Murphy, though. Well, it reminds me of that one time when I was talking to you about Mission Impossible 6. And you were all like, I've seen it. I love that movie. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was the running. <laughs> that was like five minutes, though. and You found out pretty quickly that I hadn't seen that movie. Yeah. It was obvious. It wasn't that obvious, and that's kind of the problem, but we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about comics, and for a very particular reason. Would you like to, to explain to us why that is, Poet? Because uh, my uh, good friend, Eric, and I are currently working on a comic. I'm writing, he's drawing. Which you've talked about briefly on the show before. Uh, True. Here and there, it's come up. But never in a lot of detail, cause, I mean, which is understandable, because... Creatively, sometimes you don't want to give out those things. You know, I like to write pretty much on a daily basis. I rarely talk about what I'm writing, though, because, I don't know, it just never seems like a good idea. Because sometimes you have those really good ideas, and or at least they seem that way, and then you tell someone about it, and you're halfway through explaining, you're like, oh, my God, this is, this is a mistake. This was not but, the idea that I thought it was. 
Uh, yes, but I don't think you have that problem because you guys have been working on this for a little while, and I've heard quite a bit about it. I think it it, it sounds pretty awesome. I've seen some artwork; looks pretty great. What are you willing to talk about as far as your your comic at the moment and where it's at, anyway? I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know, Eric. Do you care what we talk about about? Not comic? at all. Not at all. You can tell them everything if you want. I, I'm, I'm an open book. So, you know. Well, it starts a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Oh. I don't know if you know this. And I've, no, I, I've thought to mention this to you when you originally told me this about a year ago, but I didn't want to embarrass you. Now I feel is the, the stage to do this. I'm pretty sure that that story has been told already. It has? Yeah. Hi, are you telling me that there's a story that takes place in, uh, in, in ancient times in, in a galaxy far away about a farmer who stops a giant ball of death? You know... That it's almost exactly that. Uh, Get out of here! We're gonna. Have and to, then he and then like scrap it, Eric. He, yeah, Damn. I mean, I don't know where you were going with it, but he also he ends up uh, having a sister, and they meet, and then the sister has a kid, and he trains <laughs> the kid, and the kid becomes evil, and they make a great movie out of it that most people think is amazing, and other people don't particularly care for. Sounds terrible. Ta- sounds like they jumped a shark. <laughs> or, or grew the beard. What was the beard one? Uh, yo, did did you wait? Do you not know that either? Did I go through all that the other day? And no, yeah, we talked about that, but now I can't remember what the what's the the beard one was. So, I, so jumping the shark is when a show. Yeah, the happy days, you know, and they the happy yeah, like, the it's, exactly. The shark. Yeah, it's when like a show has gone downhill. It's like after that point, you're like, oh, we need to stop watching this. Well, they've Growing done everything, and they only can jump the shark anymore. Yeah, growing the beard uh, is a is not as popular a phrase, I don't think. Uh, but I really like it, and it refers to when a show really hits its stride. So, and it comes from Star Trek: The Next Generation, where the first season is is pretty good, when but Riker the second grew the season, beard. yeah, second season Riker grows the beard, and that's when the show really takes off. So you're like, growing the beard is when a show is like like. Second or third season of Parks and Recreation is when, is like growing the beard. That's when the show really gets going. Gotcha. Uh, I've yeah. never heard that before. Yeah, I, I hadn't I heard it until he brought it up the other day. Did you not know? Did I go through that whole thing and you didn't know? Yeah, man, I, I'd never heard it before. Did you just not want to be embarrassed to be like, I don't know what that means either? No, but I, because we were talking about Star Trek at the time, so like I got the reference to him growing the beard. I didn't, I hadn't heard that it was a term like jumping the shark. I feel like it's something you've just made up and are trying to make a thing. Like I'd be trying to make science fantasy a thing. I think it's one of those things. I I wish I came up with that because I think it's a really clever idea. Is um, it, it? Is it on Urban Dictionary? If it's not on the uh, dictionary, I don't believe you did make it up. No, it might be. I know it's on TV tropes. Alright. I'll maybe give you that one. Yeah, I did not make it up, I promise. Allegedly. Oh. I don't know. If you made it up, I think you should take credit for it. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, man, fuck, just go over there and edit Urban Dictionary. Fucking created by Billy Houston, <laughs> bitches. There's like one guy out there who's really going to take offense to it. He's like, that was my idea. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Oh, man. I feel, I, like, I, feel... I feel like that guy runs a comic book shop in Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I, I really hope that was just your, not only a great joke, but just your brilliant way of bringing us back to where we were supposed to be going, which is comic books. Yeah. Um, I think, well, uh, before we talk about our comics, why don't we just talk about comics in general? Eric, When what got you into comics? What got you into drawing? What? What's your origin story for this adventure? Your secret I, origin. Well, I've been drawing all my life. I mean, it's just something that I showed a natural aptitude for and just really enjoyed. And my parents, thank God, encouraged it and, uh, you know, nurtured it and, you know, put me in classes and, you know, all that stuff so that, you know, I could learn more about it. And as for comics, dad was a comic book guy. He, well, I was always a big Batman guy, so I'm a big Batman guy. I've been reading Batman since I was, you know, knew how to read, probably before then. Um, you yeah. think that would have been one of your first comic books you read was Batman? Probably. Probably. Let's just hope it's like it's like a middle, a middle issue of Batman and uh, the origin story where he sees his. His parents brutally murdered in front of him. <laughs> yeah, it was probably one of the uh, the ones from the eighties. You know, probably before Dark Knight. Uh, you know, Frank Miller Dark Knight uh, was out, but uh, yeah, probably one of the more campier ones. I would think. See, my introduction to Batman was either. It's hard to remember. It was probably going to be either the 89 movie or the animated series. It'd be hard to figure out which one because I was pretty young at the time. Uh, I remember being really excited when the, the 89 movie came out. Yeah, I think we all were. I, I think my, 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 my Batman probably is a mixture of my like first Batman experience. is probably a mixture of the, the Adam West... Um, the Super Friends slash uh, Batman Robin cameos on uh, Scooby Doo, right? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> is probably where I got my. And then toys. I remember very distinctly having like a Batman and a Superman toy, and the Batman was like the light gray, um, like vibrant blue, blue uh, super, and I fucking love that Batman. It's still it's still one of my favorite Batman out, uh, looks, that light gray and blue. Um, uh, so yeah, man, Batman's the best, without a doubt. Do you, do you remember your your first Batman comic poet or first comic in general or anything like that? No, man, because it would have been like it would have been you know like I said uh, before, just whatever I could get at Safeway, whatever my mom would allow me to get. So it would have been whatever was, you know, whatever what the current Batman number was. Uh, right. Wolverine, Spider-Man. 
I don't know. Most of my uh, my really vivid memories of comics come from, you know, the mid or the early '90s. So like when uh, Jim Lee took over X Men, and then uh, the the whole you know image split when like Todd McFarlane and all them went to inserted Image, and they did Spawn and uh, Wildcats and all those. Yeah. Ones. Like that golden age of uh, comic book artists. Yeah. Well. Where, where the art was really, really slick and the stories were really, really terrible. <laughs> uh, see, and, and I got back into comics around 97, I think, is when I started to get back into comics. Must have been 96, 97. Uh, so I, that's when I got, like, I fell out probably mid-80s. Cause it was just such a struggle to like, to get them, like get my mom to like want to buy me, waste money on comics. Cause you know, like money was tight and like, and I, like I said, I never had any really good experiences going to the Buckingham mall comic book shop. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Did you go to that one at all? Oh yeah. All the time. <clears throat> yeah. I never had a good experience like with the owner there for whatever reason. Like I always well, felt like I was being took it, took advantage of there. Well, I don't mean I don't know if they were the owners, whoever the people were yeah. behind the counters. Yeah, well, they're yeah. I don't know. I don't think they were. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot. I remember they used to have the comic books. It was it was Mile High Comics. Yeah, I remember that. That was so, a Mile High Comics. Oh. It was a Mile High Comics. So I've forgotten that. And I've heard some stories about some guys that I knew that that worked at Mile High Comics. So you know, we'll leave it at that. But I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we don't need to step in on any toes. This might all get took out of the episode, you guys. There might be a lot of beeps. I apologize if you just heard a bunch of beeps. <laughs> right? Oh, He's going to beep it at the wrong time. You're like, mile high cut. Hey, he could have said anything. I don't know. The, the, like, those guys are huge in comics, like, locally. Like, that guy, like, is one of, the, like, the founding people of comic book collecting. Yeah. Well, I think the... Uh... The store that he has in Thornton, it might be like the biggest one in the country. Yeah, that or thing was the, at one point. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not in Thornton anymore. It's um, I don't know. No, that so like yeah, so it's so funny. I was just talking about this story uh, today with Cloud. Uh, years ago, Cloud's brother brother Data was out here visiting me, and uh, I wanted to take him to that store. Uh, to the well, Thor- it, is, it is an amazing store. To the this store, it was this huge. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like it was in a strip mall, so it wasn't like you know it was super big. But it was they had a nice chunk of this strip mall uh, for this comic book shop, and they uh, and I mean they just had everything in it. And I took Data's uh, Cloud's brother Data there, and it was closed down, but like Google kept showing it was active, and we drove all over the place and. Finally, we just gave up on trying to go to it. And then, I don't know, man, maybe a couple years after that, they reopened in um, this giant warehouse uh, that's like off 37th and Pecos, I think. Um, it's like Jason uh-huh. Street and some, or something. And it's funny, whenever I bring people out there now, Eric, I'm always like... Uh, like, look, it's going to look like I'm taking you someplace where you're going to be murdered and left and just your body's going to be left. 
but it is a comic book shop. I promise you. Like it's in like an old industrial area. It that's like more. that's yeah. like it's all warehouses. But now like there's like uh like now there's like this uh big like um uh like uh, medical weed store over there, and then like. And, like, it's right next to these, like, old train tracks that are clearly no longer in use because it's just, like, overgrown with uh, vegetation and stuff. And it's just, like, real sketchy-looking area. Um, but it's, I mean, it's Worth a huge... the trip, though. It's an awesome, awesome store. I think... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had... I've gone, like, I've had you take me there yeah, that, every yeah, time I've come to town. Yeah, exactly. That, it actually got robbed uh, a couple months ago. And they stole, it's weird, they stole a bunch of comics, but, like, they left, like, it was weird, the comics they took. Like, some of them were obviously valuable because they were up, but they left, like, comics that were way more valuable just on the board. Right. I think uh, my buddy said that uh, when he was working there, they had a uh, copy of, I think, Spider-Man number two. Yeah, man, they have some incredible issues. Yeah. Um. Uh, but enough enough about Mile High Comics. Uh, yeah, I've always had just good experiences there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Two thumbs up. Um. No, I really do like that warehouse. Like I said, you know, that was a long time ago. Who knows what was going on at that tiny little yeah. store? And you know, like you know, I was a kid. I didn't know better. Maybe I thought I was getting took advantage of. But maybe I had Safeway issues and those weren't nearly as valuable as like comic book store issues. I don't know. I don't know shit. I don't know shit now. Wow. And I'm almost 44. So the big difference on those was because uh, I used to buy mine at the King Supers as well. And uh, the comic book uh, store issue ones uh, always ha- never had the, uh, the barcode on the front. So that was, that's the difference. Oh, that's some. Yeah. I totally remember the barcode now that you mentioned that. Yeah. God damn, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> right? Um, barcodes, for those uh, listeners at home, are what you scan when you buy something in a physical store. You don't have that in Amazon. Pretty sure they still have barcodes on items. It was a joke, Billy. I'm just... You're just ruining the joke. Know. Yeah, I get it. You're ruining. You didn't like the joke, and so you decided to take a shit on it. I appreciate it. I don't think I did that at all. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to do my part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, growing up and getting into art, like, who are some of your, uh, your, like, who are the artists that you look to, uh, or whatever? Are we talking just comic book artists? No, just, just in, in general. In general. Uh, so I was always big fan of uh, the Ninja Turtles, if you will. Yeah. So Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael—all amazing artists. You know, you're not gonna get anything better than than four Renaissance masters. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, Rodin, the uh, sculptor, and uh, M.C. Escher was always a huge uh, draw. You know, a lot of the, a lot of people that get into art. These are kind of their staple guys before they start branching off and finding newer people or weirder people, if you I will. Uh, Salvador Dali was always big uh, draw. 
you know, that's kind of more fine arts. And then, like, comic book-wise, you know, Jim Lee, uh, Todd McFarlane, Frank Cho, Neil Adams, <laughs> Frank Miller, uh, David Gibbons, uh, Darwin Cook, Alex Ross. I mean, he's... I've, I've always loved Alex Ross's paintings. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Kingdom his, Come is, like, still, like... Just like one of the greatest of all time, and Marvels too. Oh, yeah. The Marvels, yeah. the whole Marvels comic told from that guy, from that uh, photographer's perspective, is fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's solid. I actually still have my original issues of that. Nice. They're probably uh, in my parents' attic somewhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, my parents when they came to visit, they bought a they brought a couple of my books that I left at their place with them. Uh, and some of them had some comics in it, some of my trade paperbacks. I was really excited to see Kingdom Come in one of them. I was like, yeah, because I haven't read that in a while. Right? Hell yeah. I actually have a, an oversized uh, hardcover of that. That's how big of a nerd I am. Uh, I have an oversized uh, hardcover of Green Lantern Rebirth. That's the only one. I don't know how I managed to get that. <laughs> but it okay. came around. Uh, I just love I I love that book and I love Green Lantern so it made sense. But that's, God, I, I hope mean, they do a good Green Lantern movie at some point. I don't see that happening, which is a shame because they have the stories to do it. That's so weird to me. It's like it's you have like these blueprints in front of you, right? It would be like we keep building this this skyscraper and it keeps tumbling down and you want to be like well you know there are other skyscrapers out there right right people have done this before it couldn't be any easier they're already storyboarded i mean flesh out some of the dialogue sure but your stories are already storyboarded and you're gonna make a terrible movie why would you put ryan Reynolds in a cgi green lantern suit ridiculous yeah, it was not the, the, the best of choices, I don't think. No, you, and you know what's funny? is Tony Stark's in the CGI suit, and that shit looks amazing. Right? <laughs> I have to say, though, Mark Strong was a pretty awesome Sinestro. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he's <laughs> he's one of those guys that, like, steals the show in every movie he's in. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been a fan of his exactly since Rock and Roller, which, you know, is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. Right. I think I saw him first in. Uh, I first saw him in that Sherlock Holmes movie. I was like, oh, you know, that was okay. The one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then I saw him in Kick Ass, and he is wonderful in that movie. And all of those came after Rock and Roller, but you hadn't seen that. You didn't see that. Too I hadn't seen. I didn't see it until I watched me. it with you. Were you out here yeah. with me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mark Strong. Good times. <laughs> um. So. Do you remember when you came to me the first time to write a comic book? Or the first time we talked about writing a comic book? Oh, sh- Jesus. That was, that had to be. It was early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say it had to be like, I was going to say late 90s, but yeah, early 2000s probably. You remember anything that we were talking about doing then? I was trying to think of it. And I can't uh, remember. I remember it was fantasy based. It but. was fantasy. Um, I remember doing a lot of drawings of a guy that kind of looked like a gargoyle. You know, because oh, of course I've been wings and horns and yeah, 
tattoos and oh yeah that guy oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna use that character someday all right oh man we're gonna use him in this story we're doing now (laughs) i've I've forgotten well we do have a a place where we can use character like that that character is just sitting in the in the in the chamber waiting to be deployed god he's like (laughs) one of my favorite characters too that's right. I yeah. I had vaguely like I. I was like I didn't remember any. I just remember it was fantasy based. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a that was a hit of nostalgia for me right there. It was one of my <laughs> created characters. Goddamn, I don't think I ever had that before. Um, uh, I'm so, amazed that I remembered it. Yeah, I am too. Hey, it was perfect. It was all. It was all I needed was that little bit of that one little thing, and I remembered it right away. Um, so uh, let's talk. Let's see where are we at? We got thirty minutes in. All right, let's. <laughs> Sorry, the way you said that, I was like, uh, how far are we gonna take this? Um... <laughs> well, I'm just trying to see, like, well, because, like, I don't know, because this is this is my problem is that, uh, like, like I, I can talk about the story, but like, I feel like not coherently yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, like we don't ha- we don't have to talk about the story necessarily, uh, or anything at all if you don't want to. I'm actually kind of more interested in your how you guys work together. I'm curious, like, so what we the kinda, kind of process is. All right, so there's there's a couple different processes for doing a comic book. So there's generally your your regular scripted process, which is, you know, panel one, blah, 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 panel two, blah, 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 panel three, blah, 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 blah. Uh, or there's kind of a, uh, what they call the Marvel method, and this was developed by Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby. Another artist that is, you know, one of the greatest of all time, um, and a huge influence on me as well. But uh, so that what they would do is he would uh, Stan would write a plot, and uh, you would keep it pretty loose. He'd write the plot, and then Jack would take it, he would break that plot down into a, a cohesive story, and uh, you know, just panel it out and everything. And then uh, Stan would come back in and write all the dialogue and the captions and all that. So we kind of work somewhere in between the two. So, uh, poet usually gives me a, uh, you know, a, a breakdown of, of a scene, and then uh, has some dialogue, and then I just kind of go through and, you know, work it out from there. Uh, basically, for me, my problem is that one, I can't draw. Even stick figures. Uh, and so... And also, like, I don't think... Like, in storyboard... Storyboard... Storyboards or whatever. And since I'm not an artist, I don't want to limit... Uh, Eric's creativity by being like... Panel one. This. Panel two. This. Panel three. This because I don't have the artist's eye um, to think about the like even like negative space where if I would write panel one, panel two, panel three, it'd be like six panels a page type shit 
Whereas, like, I'll give Eric an art description of what I think a scene is, and he'll storyboard it out, and he'll, you know, uh, whereas I would have six page, you know, panels for a page, he'll maybe have one long panel, one small panel, a medium-sized negative space panel, and then another panel type shit. You know, you know what I mean? And so, because... Like I don't, I understand that I'm not gonna see that way. Um, uh, I don't want to be like, you know, force try to you know, try to force some ideas. So basically, I just write like, you know, like here's this is what's going on in the scene, and then I'll say, and then I write like basically the whole, most of the time I write the whole scene, and then I write the dialogue, and then you know. It's and it, it's pretty obvious kind of where to plug the dialogue in along the scene. Sometimes if it gets heavy, I'll do art direction dialogue and then I'll just do little tiny art directions in between the dialogue to kind of help guide the flow of what I want with the art and the dialogue at the time. But for the most part, it, it's just like I just do I do two sections and I just write art direction and I write out everything I see. Uh, in this in this section, and then the dialogue that goes with it. Well, and the one thing I really like about the way that we're working together is it also gives me the freedom gives me the freedom to be creative as well, and and feel like I'm actually have a part in telling this story as well. So, you know, on top of that, you know, most people don't realize that when you do a comic book, you can really only have one action per per panel. So, you know, people want to do, you know, Batman raises his hand and kicks somebody in the face. It, it doesn't work that way. That's two panels. So unless you understand some of the nuances, it's hard to write for a comic book. Yeah, my shit would be panel one, Batman beats up eight dudes. Panel two, <laughs> broods. Panel three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that really tickled me. Uh, but it's it's it, it's and like for instance, how like Eric said, it allows him to be creative. Like I had this story uh, written, and I told you about it, uh, Billy, when you and Liz were out here that one time, and then um, and then I and I had told Eric about it, and Eric started drawing characters, and he drew this one dude who I had dying at the end of the story and with just the one image, I was like, rewrote the whole end of the story. Cause I was like, I can't, this dude's definitely not dying at the end of this story. I was like, he just looks too badass to die at the end of this story like that. <laughs> so like, I completely have changed the whole like trajectory of what I had planned, what I had for that character, which was to die at the end of what I'm considering the prologue to our story. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, that's, like that so, does, so you guys seem like you have a good connection, like a good collaborative effort together. Because that sounds like part of the reason I think it would be fun to do a comic book is is having that collaboration. Like writing can be so boring and sad, <laughs> you know. It's like it's just you, but there is something really nice about having somebody else there that you can like talk about, and you're kind of working together, and you're bouncing ideas off of each other. That sounds a lot more fun than sitting in a room staring at a computer screen like, okay, so 
The night was moist. Yeah. The night. <laughs> They're both kind of solitary uh, professions, if you yeah. will. You know. In fact, uh, this weekend I just stared at a blank piece of paper for hours before I decided to just give it up. That's the worst, ain't it? Oh, like you motherfucking really blank page. It I hate really you. Is. If I could, if I could stroke, if I could choke you out right now, blank page, I would fucking do it. But it ain't gonna get me nowhere. Um, I was just gonna say something, but now I cannot remember what I was gonna say. Gosh, darn it. Hmm. I lost. Oh, I was gonna say it probably. I mean, I don't know because I've never worked with an artist before. Um, the only person I've really ever collaborated with uh, anything on a story was uh, uh, Tim, and it was uh, honestly like one of the funnest experiences I've ever had writing. Just uh, like kicking ideas back and forth with that dude. It's funny you should say that. I, I I had a similar situation where I was asking him for help on something, and we were just kind of going back and forth, and it was just a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, and then he was working on something later and was asking me about it. and Just a lot of fun, like especially when you see the results later on, and you're like, oh, shit, I remember talking about this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, I mean, so I don't know. I think it helps just the fact that Eric and I have known each other for so long. Like our moms and dad, like well, our moms and his mom and dad know my mom. Um, yeah. And so like, well, I mean, we've known each other since. I mean, golly, for early eighties, I suppose. Yeah. So like, so I guess when did you and Jared become friends? Cause it wouldn't have been that long afterwards. That right? I would Jared, have met you. Yeah, well, Jared and I have been friends since we were two. So yeah, so that's yeah, when so, I met you, probably around yeah. two. So yeah, I would have been like, "Cause how old are you now?" Uh, I'll be forty at the end of the year. So yeah, so I would have been, uh, I would have been like six. Right. Um. So yeah. So I think it helps that we've known each other that long. Right. And that our families know each other. That it definitely helps. Uh. Just, just the comfortableness. To like, like I feel like you know, like you know. I, I, well, if if God forbid Nathan didn't like anything, and there's been a couple of things, he's like, Nah, dude, that's not that's not right. That's not what I was thinking. It's he doesn't feel bad about saying it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I get, like I don't feel like I'm being like I'm shitting on him, uh, and like he knows that I'm not shitting on him because it's just like. Yeah. Cause we, like I said, we've known each other for so long. Like when I say I fucking hate you and I'm going to kill you, you know, I don't hate you and I'm not going to kill you that I love you and that I would die for you. Right. Billy, you know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I am aware of the fact that you don't mind giving your opinion. Uh, so I mean, I would imagine that's very refreshing. You don't want somebody, uh, just constantly telling you like, Oh, this is great. Good job. I mean, I guess part yeah. of you does want that, but also you want people to be. Yeah, honest but you don't learn you. anything when whenever when everything's always great and everything's yeah. always good. You know, there's there's nothing you don't learn. It's you don't get better. Well, and it helps. Like there was this one panel where I had, um, where I had it in one way, and the way he drew it was another way, and like it took me a minute to realize it, uh, and so like when I told him 
uh, it was probably later than it should have been. Um, was this but, where I had her in the in the house, and she was supposed to be somewhere else? Yeah, she yeah. Was supposed to be in the uh, the graveyard. At the yeah. graveyard, yeah. And so well, it worked out, though. It was yeah, crazy. it worked out, and it was an easy fix. Um, but it also made me go back and look at how I need to be a little bit cl- more clear in some of my like art direction at times on uh, different things. I could see that being an issue. Um, how dare I'm you? Just gonna- I only say that because I've I've read that how you how you type things out sometimes and it is difficult to understand. I mean, if there weren't mountains and mountains of evidence on RVB to, to, to be used against me in any kind of court of law or a court of the internet, uh, I'm gonna plead the fifth, I guess. Um. Uh. But you guys, uh, you guys have any particular inspirations for uh, from other comic books for this particular project of yours? No, not for me. This was so originally we had one idea um, that uh, we started on, and uh, and then realized that somebody else had pitched the exact same idea. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of that, and. Like, I don't know how true that pitch was, but it honestly just felt like something that was already being done. And so creatively, I was struggling to kind of uh, come up with an idea. Although now, having been working on this other project, I have a lot more ideas for when we go back to that other story. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like something like real close that everyone. It wasn't. You didn't come up with like Tonan the Barbarian. No, no, uh, no. It was. It was more. It, uh, it was. Uh, it was. Well, so it dealt with zombies, and so uh, at the time before. So there's two things that happened. One, it dealt with zombies, and uh, and so like at the you know Walking Dead is so huge right now. Um, I was just like, really, what more? Like, I was struggling with what more could, uh, uh, you know, how could I differentiate what we were trying to do with, the, you know, what The Walking Dead was trying to do. And you don't want to just go, oh, they're just, you know, zombies or whatever. And then um, he, uh, Robert Kirkman was on The Nerdist, and he, he joked that uh, his, uh, The Walking Dead was just like, like a long-form alien invasion story. And well, that's that, how he pitched it to uh, to yeah, Image, yeah, to and, get them to buy into it. And that was sort of the premise of our story. And then I was like, "Well, fuck me!" And like, it just, I was like, it just felt like, like I don't know if he's serious because I don't read the Walking Dead comics, so I don't know. Um, I know it's well, I think ended. He was, he was anybody... serious. That was the pitch. But, but that I was just he, to get the get the. That was just the pitch. Just to get yeah. It from the front I mean, unless to, to unless say, he's yeah, really playing a long con here, because that book has been well, out for like fifteen years now, and it's it? done now, right? Yeah, he finished it. I yeah, he finished Wait, it. no, really, The Walking yeah. Dead is done. Yeah, he, yeah, finished. I think he, finished he like it, so, yeah. it was like a surprise. Like he just was like he was like issue three seventy seven. All right, yay! Uh, final issue next episode, and everybody was like, what? That's fucking crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. So the you see how out of the loop. I, I'm not as into comics as I used to be for a couple of reasons. 
mainly financial. Uh, yeah. yeah, same. Because that gotten, is they've gotten expensive. Uh, well, also, I just have a habit, uh, and I do this with books a lot, where I'm just like, I want to read this. I'm going to get it. I'm not going to read it right now, but I'm going to get it. So I got to the point where my to-read stack of books just got so big. I was like, all right, I'm yeah. spending all this money every Wednesday, and I haven't even read 70% of these books. I got to stop doing this. Yeah, that was kind of my uh, – when I stopped as well, that was kind yeah. of the same deal. But Walking Dead was one that I read every time it came out. Like every month, Walking Dead, I was like, I'm going to read this one. Uh, there's a couple of them like that. It's like I was not going to miss uh, an issue. Uh, Green Lantern, obviously a big favorite of mine. I'd, I read, I'd read that every week or every month. Uh, Have you ever said who your favorite Green Lantern is? Do my favorite Green Lantern? Yeah. Uh, if we're talking humans? No. Actually, in no, general. Just- in general. Right, well, hold on, no, hold on. Who's your favorite Green Lantern who would be in the Justice League? So a Green Lantern for our sector, and then generally speaking, who's your favorite Green Lantern? You know, this is gonna be like a strange pick because I he used to be my least favorite, or at least when I first started reading comics, he was. But for answer in for both of them, my favorite Green Lantern all around. Guy Gardner. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I, and I know that's like, he's such a douchebag. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. But the reason I pick him is because... Because he is fuck this guy. Yeah, well, but he, it's fuck this guy, but then he also has this quality to him, this character depth where you're like, even though he's a douchebag, it's sort of like Booster Gold. I love Booster yeah. Gold. And Booster Gold is this giant douche. So you shouldn't like him, but you get to see the, these this other side of him in these well in these well told stories where you're like there's there's a little bit more depth to him than somebody like Hal Jordan who's just like I mean I like Hal Jordan but he's just kind of like oh I'm the I'm fucking the best and yeah he is but you know give me something else like I need <laughs> I don't know I was always a big fan of. Uh... John Stewart, especially Same. from like uh, John Stewart is a close second. John Stewart is excellent. Uh, you know, I don't care for and... I don't care for Kyle Reiner all that much. I just I've uh, never. What about? Nah, I don't the, dislike him. I like him because he used the comic book style for his Green Lantern stuff. So I like that. So he would probably be my second. But I was I I've never what I would consider been a fan of the Green Lantern. Um. But John Stewart was definitely the one that made me be like, okay, I could get with the Green Lantern dude. Yeah, um, I, I've always been a big, uh, big Green Lantern fan, especially because of Jeff Johns. Because when I started picking up comics uh, on a regular basis every week, that was around the time I think it was shortly after the Sinestro Corps war happened, uh, and that was when he was bringing in all the different Lantern Corps, which is just a great, easy idea. It's like, how did no one come up with this before? Uh, and then. I I got really into Green Lantern because of that. Yeah, um, Jeff Johns did a really amazing job with that series. Yeah, he's he's told some really good stories, especially considering how much he's written. Because the dude just keep, he's like the Stephen King of comic books. He just keeps pumping them out. And at this point, it's like he's got this production uh, job too with uh, Warner Brothers. He's sort of like a liaison or something. I'm like, how are you still doing this? (laughs) Yeah, man, I don't know. It's hard to say with the Warner Brothers. 
Although uh, <laughs> Joker just took the top prize at, at the Venice Film Festival, so really, uh, yeah, 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 I heard. I'm that. still leery on that one. Tell you the truth, I am. I'm gonna go see it. I'm. I've. I've been. I've He's talked been about a... it on the show. Now you watch the movie's gonna suck, and I'm gonna have to be like, not that it, it's not gonna bother me to come on here and be like, hey, I saw it. It sucked. Uh, but it does. It is kind of funny to me that I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie, and a lot of people are not excited about it at all. I'm not. Although I will say, the last trailer I definitely liked and was more interested in uh, what they showed than than the previous stuff. Um, and that was it. Was all the stuff not related to the Joker, like the Robert De Niro stuff, and um, so I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it looks like they're basing it off of uh, uh, all the like pre-Joker stuff that was in the uh, the Killing Joke that Alan Moore wrote, which it's a phenomenal uh, you know comic book. But it's you know I don't know if there's enough of uh, the stuff in there pre-Joker to make a movie out of. Well, it also looks like they're going in their own direction with it, uh, which a lot of people, that's some of the complaints that I've seen uh, from comic fans where they're like, well, they're not really following any of the comic book storylines, which I've never really had a huge problem with. I'm like, yeah, try try something, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, whatever. So we get another Green Lantern movie and we move on. Yeah. (laughs) I tell a good story. That's all. Yeah. My, I, you know, my complaint was just, I felt like it just looks, um, too derivative of, of what Heath was doing. Uh, I completely lost what the fuck my point was going to be. Goddamn. Um, uh, I mean, I don't want it to suck. I like, you know, I'm a fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I like, uh, Todd Phillips, uh, so it's not like I want the movie to fail. And I, you know me, I want, I I would love an MCU for my DCU. I and they and they don't have none of the problems that Marvel has. They own all their characters, so like right. it shouldn't be a fucking problem. Uh, the problem is, is that they're they're trying to they're trying to play catch up. Well, you know, and uh, I don't think they need to do that. I think they just need to take their time and develop it properly. And they're like, no, no, look at all the money that Marvel and Disney are making. We have to, you know, and it's, you know, and it shows. It Um, shows. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, lately I've been curious, and especially this is because of the last, um, the last trailer, uh, but what if this has just been one long con and the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, ultimately isn't the Joker in the movie? Oh, that would be interesting. Huh. But he is the, 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 you know, the... The catalyst? The catalyst for the Joker. That's interesting. You might be onto something. Who you knows? know, we'll um, see. that uh, that might work. I, I, mean, I don't want to be the kind of person that that goes no. Like as soon as I hear something, like because no, I I I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. Not just with this movie, but with with anything. Like the minute they heard a Joker movie, it's about Joker. It's not a Batman's not even in it. 
the minute that happened, they're like, no, not even worth it. What's the point? And I think that's a little unfair because what you never know. Here, well, here ultimately, here's part of my problem. How old is is Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, How old is he supposed to he's be? He's definitely in, in his forties. Uh, I'm sure he's supposed to be about his age. So, yeah. so he we, would have he would have to be if only because of how he well, looks. So we it looks like him. it takes place, you know, twenty to thirty years ago. But that's the, I, I don't care about when Maybe does it take place. Maybe thirty to forty years. Like ago, my concern is what is ultimately what is his age? If we say he's forty, right? So all right, he's forty now, and we know Batman's parents get killed at the end of the movie, and Batman's what eight ten. So then Batman comes back when he's what. 10, 12 years later, 20, 22, 20, 20, you know what I mean? 20, 22, 24. Is that when Batman comes back? So then, I mean, I think it's supposed to be closer to 30 even. He could have been 27, 28. Yeah, so are we talking like now you got to add on, you know, like we're talking about 15 to 20 years to the Joker when the Batman shows up? Like, Batman is going to get arrested for beating up an old man. Well, yeah. Well, Batman's going to hit him one time, and this motherfucker's going to go into cardiac arrest. Or he's going to throw a clot because he's so old, his blood doesn't work right, and he's going to get an aneurysm, and Batman's going to be in jail for murdering an old man. But you're thinking of the version of Batman that we know, that you know, of, like, Batman and Joker in the comics or in these other movies that they've done, there's no reason for them to follow that logic. They could be like, Oh, Joker, you know, this is what would happen if Joker came along before Batman or, you know, there's all kinds of ways to go with it. Um, I don't know that you can have a Joker without, without a Batman. I'm not sure you can have a Batman without a Joker. I'm not sure that you can either, but if they're going to try it, why not? Um, yeah, I suppose it it could fail. It probably will. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'd rather see, um, I would, I'd rather see somebody try something and fail than give us the same shit over and over again. You know? Yeah, I agree. It's like, did you guys see Terminator Genesis? Uh, which one is that? Was that the one with Christian Bale or without him? Without no, Christian Bale. The, no, that that's, was the, uh, that's the only one I haven't seen. That was with the Mother of Dragons. Yes. Yes, nah, it's that one. I, that was, I, after I the Christian Bale one, I, I was just like, I just, I really should have been after Terminator 3. I can't fuck with him. But after the Christian Bale one, I was just like, where they got Transformers in the Terminators now? God damn, they done linked up with the Decepticons, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, the Genesis was... It's not a good movie. I did. It's not the worst thing ever, uh, but it's not something I'd ever find myself wanting to go watch again. It's not the Last Jedi, is what you're saying? It's not. Uh, it's definitely not the Last Jedi. To, no matter how you view Last Jedi. Touche, <laughs> uh, Billy. Touche. But, but regardless, regardless of how it went, they they tried things in that movie that were a little bit different from what we'd gotten in the previous Terminator movie. So it's like. At least they tried. Even though the, I thought the movie wasn't good, 
I'm well, going to give points for like you tried something different instead of just like, oh, there's another Terminator. This one's going to kill John Connor's cousin who helps him. I don't know. You know, like we weren't getting exactly that same thing over and over again. Right. Well, the thing the thing is, is, you know, when you're working in, in a, a series like that, there are things that are tried and true and, and you have to kind of stick to those. And even if you want to try new things, you can try new things, but they have to kind of fit with the tried and true stuff. You know what I mean? Like it just Terminator has to kind of travel time travel and be hunting John Connor. It just, that's kind of the way that has to work. How that happens can change and, and, and whatnot, but you have to kind of stick to that mythos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but the difference with comics to me is because they've been around for so long in order to keep keep those characters fresh and keep those stories new, you have to change them over time. You know, these different. It, you can't, you know, keep telling the same old like, ah, uh, you know. And then Batman. Well, I guess you can just tell that story. I was gonna say Batman's parents died, but that's all that ever happens. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's one of the things that has to stay, you know, true to Batman is that his parents died, you know, horribly. Yeah, I mean, because if you don't, if you don't have his parents die, then how are you gonna have Martha? They're trying to kill. Why are you saying that name? <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That was too much. That was. I. Can, can we just talk about that for a second? And, and I promise I won't stand it. <laughs> I, you know that he thought like when when that scene was written, the thought process was, "I'm such a smart motherfucker." Like he, he's like, "No one has ever put this together." They're gonna watch this scene and be like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" Like it's just, you kind of feel bad because you're. It's it's like when your friend tries to tell you something because they're trying to sound smart. Like you know, like oh, did you know that uh, the the Brazil nut is actually not a nut? I'm like oh god, just go do something else. It's... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's just, I mean, it's it's it it's it's so bad because. Who calls their mom by their first name? And in that moment would be like, wouldn't be like, yo, Batman, they trying to kill my mom, dog. Like, it's just so ridiculous of a premise at the beginning that just the the whole thing just gets, just gets, just sunk. It's just bad. It's bad already. Well, you, you know where they screwed up on this was... If you go back to Batman the Animated Series, they had an episode where Batman and Superman were kind of at odds in their first meeting, and it was done so well that they yeah. should have just stolen that and made that the movie. Oh, it's the best. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And I don't know if it's... I guess I, I, guess I get the idea where they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to steal from something. We don't want to do like the same thing over and over again. I guess I understand, but if it were... 100%, that motherfucking scene would have been amazing if it would have been in that movie. 
I right. just. You know what scene I'm talking about too, don't you? The one where Batman's interrogating the dude and Superman shoulder checks him and Batman flips him and then they Superman x-rays him and then goes home and he gets undressed yeah. in his room and he's like, what the fuck's on my cape? Sees yep. it's a bat tracker, looks out his window and Batman's just like, hi, Clark. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. The best. That is it, 100%. The absolute best, man. It's right. all, like... That also has one of the one of the things I absolutely want in a a Batman movie. And that is the scene where uh Batman is fighting a bunch of his rogues and he uh and Bane crushes him with an Easter Island head like rock statue and everybody's like, "Oh shit, Bane just killed Batman." And fucking then Batman lifts that giant statue head up and throws it right back at Bane and everybody shits the bed and and then you fucking discover that it's actually Superman disguised as Batman because Batman's MIA but it just the fact that that would add such a level to fucking Batman's like uh like uh mythos that people would just they wouldn't know what to do when you like I can't this dude Bane dropped that thing on him what am I gonna do <laughs> right yeah they really should just look at the animated series and get all their stories from there uh, but anyways so back back to uh, what we were talking about an hour ago um, so, uh, so originally we had this idea of the zombie apocalypse slash alien invasion type uh, scenario and I just like I said I just creatively I couldn't wrap my head around it um, and I had this other fantasy story that I had worked on a while ago that had just been kind of sitting uh, on my in my back because I I'm not I struggle with writing I I mean as you've seen in my online postings I struggle with in general with coherent uh, communication via a keyboard and just general communication in real life even. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not one, I'm a thinker more than a writer. I like to think and think and think. And then when I'm ready to write, I write it. And then I don't, I don't make too many changes after I've done that. Um, so, so I'm always kicking around like my brain's always like treating stories like a Rubik's cube in my, in the back of my head, uh, you know, just trying to work on different ideas and stuff. And so I, I had this fantasy story kicking around in my head for a while. And, and like one day when I just couldn't come up with anything to write on the story, I just like this, just this story just poured out of me. And so, uh, I just was like, uh, Eric was in town and I was just like, I just, we got together. I was just like, we had to talk and I was like, bro, what do you think? Like, uh, I'm not happy and this is why. And we, and we've totally switched gears and have just been now solidly working on. And like, originally we were talking about doing like a traditional comic book where it was going to be like a monthly thing and, and, uh, 
And this time we're doing one, one like what I would call like a graphic novel, just a solid story that this, you know, I just want to tell a story and not have to worry about like, is this 22 pages? And then, you know, will it pick up next week, you know, next month type shit? Like, I just want to get the story written and get that out there and, and then work on the next story. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, I get it. I think I was running into some of the same issues that you were with that, uh, with the uh, zombie story. I just, it, it just was not, it was not interesting me in a, like a, a visual way. Like I just wasn't like, there was some stuff that I did that I really liked, mm-hmm. but majority of them, like, this is kind of, it's kind of boring. It's kind of, uh, so you know, like I said, I'm I'm kind of glad we tabled it for the time being, and we're working on something that's actually a lot of fun. You know, so we'll see where it goes. And uh, you know, I've uh, I've read chapter two already. I, you know, I'll probably Plus give the, it another. Go. The genre that you're working in is not, at least at the moment. The, it's not typically what you find in a lot of comic books. Uh, there are some fantasy comic books out there, obviously, but a lot of them, I think, tend to lean more into the, the sci-fi area. Um, it's not something... Because you know, I, I, I feel like if you stuck with the zombies type of story because of how big zombies are right now, not just because of Walking Dead, but, you know, the last few yeah, years... No. Just in general, yeah. I mean, zombie. Yeah, there's just an oversaturation. There's been an oversaturation of uh, zombies in media for a while, which sucks because, like, if you have this idea for zombies and you're like, ah, but everybody's doing zombies, you know. Then you kind of. Years ago, and I want to read this book. I don't know if she can find it. You know, Liz wrote a book, uh, and it's a vampire. She wrote a vampire story. This is back in, like, high school, she did this. Apparently she got a lot, the few people that read it, she got some real positive feedback on it. Uh, and then like the whole Twilight craze thing happened and vampires are real in and she was like, Ugh, well, I can't, it wasn't anything like that. And she was like, I can't do anything with this because yeah. it's just there everywhere. That's amazing. Uh, and I really want to read it. I don't know if she could ever find it. Um, but I mean, at this point, I feel like you know, zombies could be making a comeback now. Or I'm sorry, not zombies, but uh, vampires. vampires. Get that book out. Get to make some money. I don't. I don't want to work right. anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, just just uh, just so we're clear, Liz is gonna put her book out and make money off the vampires, but somehow you're the one who stops working. I'm gonna be a stay-at-home dad. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. You might want to <laughs> check with Liz on that one, but we've already discussed it. In fact, it's what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> Well, not the part about the book, but I mean, I am gonna like I for while I'm in grad school, I'm gonna be staying home. And you're Mr. Mom. You're gonna. You're I am gonna be Michael Keaton. Do you know they're making a show like Voodoo? I didn't yes. Know, yeah, Voodoo, I, I didn't just know watched Voodoo. the trailer for it. It's their first show. It. I so what is? It's their first show. Okay, I didn't yeah. know they even. I was like, because I was like, I didn't know they did original programming. No, does, it's their first one. I don't know. How does it look? It. I gotta know. I it. I mean, it doesn't look terrible but i i it, for me it, it, it falls under the category of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something 
Well, it's also like you said they this is their first like original program thing that they're doing. That's that's a weird thing to like you know hang your hat on. We're like, all right, guys, we gotta we gotta get into this competition. What do we got, Mister Mom? The TV show. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Sold. Maybe if you had Michael Keaton, like if it was like a continuation, it's like Mister Grandpa or that. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> But like you know, maybe then I would understand. It's like it's such a weird way to go. Oh, fuck. Okay. By the way, as you know, I to keep my hands busy while we do this, I just drive around in Grand Theft Auto. This guy that I'm playing with has killed me seven times during this episode, and he's fucking following me again. And he has a flying car. Why? <laughs> Is his name Jedi Poet? Because I have a flying no. car. No. This, uh, he's got some weird name that I can't pronounce, and I think it's on purpose because he knows I have a podcast, and I'd tell everybody <laughs> to go and get him. Uh, Maybe that's a conspiracy. I don't know. I, lo- I love that he knows you have a podcast, and that he knows that you would tell everybody to come and get him, even though your podcast isn't recorded uh, or do- or played live. So even if you did tell people to come get him. Oh, shit. Oh, no, he ran me over. You son of a bitch! No! Let me get up! Why you do this? Why? Did I kill him? I killed him! Fuck yeah. Blew him up. Oh, man. Oh, man, that was... I know that was... You know, you guys couldn't see that, and it didn't last very long for you, and I had to give you all that backstory, but you gotta admit, that was still a better, like... Vengeance story or like a one-on-one scenario than like Batman v Superman. Uh, yeah, it was. I'll give you that. Um, also, his mom's name was Martha. Isn't that crazy? That is. That is crazy. Callback. Um. Yeah. So, uh, so our new the new book we're writing uh, is titled uh, "Isan: The Broken Sword and the End of the Third Age." Um, it's uh. A story about two kingdoms on the brink of war when a legendary weapon comes back into play. And it's basically what I consider a prologue to, uh, you know, the, the world I'm trying to, uh, that we're trying to uh, uh, show people and get people interested in. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. Uh well I mean is there if people wanted to to hear it or hear it <laughs> are you gonna read it out loud no there there will not be an audible book to uh, accompany <laughs> this graphic novel I was gonna say if somebody wanted to read it what do you guys have any plans for how you want to get it out oh, that son of a bitch I didn't even see him he's flying again. Um, He's killed me eight times. I've killed him once. Uh, well, at this point, we're gonna we have to we you know we got to get it written and drawn to completion, and then um, and then we'll explore like how do you self publish a comic book, or we'll see. Well, I mean, at that point, when we have enough, I mean, to there's do, a couple different ways we could do it. We could you know go the the traditional print route, or we could uh, you know go a digital route and i think actually probably a digital route would be the better of the choices for us at the moment yeah that, that's actually what i was thinking also but i wasn't going to be like you know what you should do because nobody wants to do that <laughs> guy 
Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you offer your suggestions? You're my fucking podcasting partner. I know, but I mean, I don't want to be. I, I, I offer you I suggestions know. all the time. Like, how about you shut the fuck up and answer the fucking phone? I answered the phone and get fucking guests for the episode. <laughs> I've been doing that. I've done it multiple no, I, times. I was just listing things that I tell you. So you should be able to, to, so that you feel comfortable being like, oh, you should release it digitally. That would might be a good way to do it. I, cause I hadn't even considered digital because I want to be able to smell the comic book pages of something I wrote, and you can't smell digital pages. That's true. The smell I mean, of ink yeah. on paper. Well, I think we would probably we would definitely do at least a limited printed, you know, run, so that like. Uh, well, I mean, you know, just for ourselves and like, uh, uh, like maybe something that we could go to a convention with. Um, yeah. But yeah, di- I, I honestly, I hadn't even thought about, you know, like this point, I just want to get it written and drawn to completion and then be like, all right, now what can we do with this? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, know that the, the convention uh, idea is a, is a, that's a good one. Uh, I actually have a friend. Oh, well, no, he was on the show. My friend Ray. Uh, he, he wrote a, uh, a short story that uh, takes place in the Wizard of Oz universe. Because, you know, that became, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, free property <laughs> universe. or whatever. Or not, uh, yeah, yeah. It was no he, longer like it, it reached the maximum time or whatever. It's a public property. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. It's now public this is property. What, uh, yeah, this is why I'm happy we have a show together. Public it's like domain. We, we really complement each other and how we forget words and shit. <laughs> right? But we know domain. exactly what the other one's talking about. Uh, he went to a, oh, to a Wizard of Oz uh, convention and like he printed out a few – because it was a, uh, a digital book that he sold yeah. originally once he got it uh, out. But he had a, a couple of like hardbacks made or a couple of paperbacks made and sold them at the convention. Uh, so that that was a pretty good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. So yep. yeah, th- that, I mean, those are all ideas we will explore. You're welcome. And for my input, I just I expect my fifteen percent cut. Oof. Fifteen percent cut for what? And you know, just for my ideas. All right. So just so we're clear, Eric, we're agreeing to give him a fifteen percent cut. Of the uh, digital sales of the free digital version of our comic book, correct? Uh, I don't think we're agreeing to that. Fifteen percent no. of zero is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, fifteen percent of zero is perfectly fine by me. I mean, I don't know if we oh, ever we'll mentioned this. 20. Let's give him twenty. <laughs> I, I want to. I. Why not fifty? Let's not get greedy here. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, okay. All right, look, this will look, be like that. Look Lucas here, Sony. Thing. We're stepping away from the table. It'll Wait be like George Lucas when George Lucas is like, "Hey, I want all the rights to the merchandising and the sequels," and studio is like, "Okay." All right, and then, that... <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, later that night they're like, "This fucking guy was like merchandise rights. What a loser." Hey, four eyes. Nobody's going to see this movie. Right. One year later, that dude's like sitting on the edge of a building contemplating whether or not he should jump. Don't, sir. It's not It's not worth it. I'm pretty sure that whoever that dude was was still 
doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Wow, that was fast. How am I alive right now? No, I don't know. I don't know what to tell um, you. Did I ever tell you? And I, we might have mentioned this on the show at one point because um, I know we've mentioned Charlie's movie, um, which we've both seen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and there's a character in the movie. It's, uh, it is Deadline. Yeah. I don't know why I was suddenly forgetting the name of the title, which just goes with the show of how I forget things. There's a character in Deadline named Billy who is loosely based off of me. I thought that was so cool. Uh, now, I mentioned this because in an earlier draft of that movie, there the character was loosely based off of another guy who we used to talk to in our Red vs. Blue thread, this guy Grunty. Was that and he was originally based off of. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I never saw the script uh, that version of it. Uh, I don't know what the deal was with that, but like they were the Tim who wrote the movie and Charlie who directed it. Uh, you know, they, they, they. You know, we were all friends, and the three of them apparently talked fairly often. And they thought he was joking when he was like, "Oh, so when am I going to get my cut for you know, you know, using my my likeness or you know, basic character, what, it, whatever." <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. And, but he brought it up a lot, of, like a few times, and like, to the point where they're like, oh, he's serious. Wow. Uh, so they changed it. They took him out of the movie, and they based a character off of me instead. That's hilarious. Which I thought was really sweet. I was like, that was really cute. I like that they did that. <laughs> and I, didn't, I, I bring that up because I don't expect any money from that, nor do I ever expect any money from you. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good because I thought you were going to be like, so is there a character like me in this comic book? And I was going to have to be like, <laughs> nope. And here's a guy. He's like this really nerdy guy and his wife is a tall black woman. I feel like I've seen this somewhere. I would put that character in and then immediately have that guy killed by some like Jason Momoa guy who sweeps your wife off her feet. And gives her the life she deserves. I I feel like that would ups, like that would make Liz way more upset than it would me. <laughs> she would be so mad, not because of how she ended up, but because you killed me and me in quotes. Uh, this took a weird turn. Yep. So I guess we should wrap it up. Uh, you know, I feel like we this was fun. Anything last minute we need to add Eric anything you would like to add no um, you can check Eric out on Facebook uh, what is it Eric J Schultz uh, so the uh, the Facebook uh, page is uh, EJ Schultz illustrations and then my uh, Instagram is uh, EJ Schultz 451 or at EJ Schultz 451 Boom. So yeah, definitely check out his art and uh, support us in our upcoming comic book when we have it, which we of course will talk about on this podcast once that happens. There are some uh, some stuff in it from on my on those pages from the comic book. Yep there there there's definitely art on it from on on Instagram for sure, and yeah, yeah. the other one yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm both. Yep. So yeah, check like, it out. Uh, they're both they're both linked. So yeah, and you <laughs> sent me some one, stuff. Goes on the other. You yes. sent me some stuff on Instagram uh, pretty recently, poet. It's 
pretty. It, it's really awesome. It looks great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I love Eric's artwork. Like it. I love. I love it. I'm excited and I can't wait. Damn, that means I got to get back to work on it, huh? Yeah, yeah. You do. All right. Now we need to talk about all the stuff I sent you today. Yeah. See, yeah. That's, part of, that's been part of the problem. So I like. So I remember. Actually, I did. I did have an idea uh, that I want to run by you um, at a later point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just as like a little vignette, maybe in between the chapters. So. Okay. Um. Uh. But like, so like, it's funny because like I told I you know I had this whole idea uh, that I told Eric and um. And uh, I was all excited to write it and uh, and get this story out. And then Eric was like, so, like, what are their religions like? And I was like, God damn, why are you asking me about religions? And so for the, like, last six months, I've been, like, just stuck in the, in the religions and history and, like, fleshing out the world just so I can write chapter two. Well, just think of it this way. Like, think of... Uh ancient Rome or ancient Greece, a lot of the architecture and, and the way the city was built and whatnot dealt with the religion and the artwork and all, and all that, you know, was a very central part of the, uh, you know, of the life there. So I figure our world is somewhat the same and, you know, you gotta ask these questions. Yeah. I mean, it was but good. Like, you do a lot of work. Hey, hey. I, I, I wouldn't have ever thought about that because I, I would have just, like, draw me a castle. <laughs> and he could have drawn me the Disney castle. I'd have been happy. <laughs> I'd be like, yep, that's a castle, motherfucker, just like I said. Uh, so, like, yeah, so, like, uh, and so, like, I've gotten a whole bunch of stuff done. So now once I get moved here uh, next month, I'll be able to, set up shop and and finish writing the rest of this uh, story. So there you have it. All right. Anyways, uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Poet. I'm Billy. This I'm Eric. Been, that's been Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy podcast extravaganza.